This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Joining us on the phone today is Sarah Ryan, and she's back for her second time. She is the Assistant Vice President of Community Outreach for CQ, which is a big bank here in Maryland, and also a director for the CQMD Foundation. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Thanks again. You know, we'd love to hear, C- I mean, and I called you a big bank, and I, I hope I didn't insult you when I said that you're a big bank, but I mean, you're not the small, little, tiny one or two branch things. I mean, you are statewide in Maryland, but you're not a big bank like the one that has red, white, and blue logos and kind of, you know, or the ones that has the horse and carriage that goes with it. But you're not a huge bank like that. You are a community bank here based in Maryland, right? Yes. um, CQ is Maryland's largest credit union, and we do have 23 financial centers across the state with expanding happening just this year. And we are founded for Marylanders and serving Marylanders. So we are all about being local and impacting the communities um, where we live, work and play. And you're using the fancy term financial centers for what I would call a branch. Exactly. <laughs> is, that the, is that the latest <laughs> word on it? It is for us. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, I think banks have really changed over the years. I mean, it used to be a place to go to cash your checks and deposit your checks and, you know, cash and everything else. And it used to be just a branch of a major bank. But uh, you do so much more in a financial center. It's probably a little bit better of a definition for it. I mean, you can initiate mortgages and loans and car loans and investments. And you guys are probably into insurance and everything else as well, right? We would love to be Marylanders one-stop shop for all of their financial needs. And we're just looking to build relationships and really get to know our members so that we can be their trusted partner. So you're exactly right. Full service um, products and services across the board. Very cool. Well, what we wanted to talk about today is this $115,000 check that you guys wrote. Um, I wasn't one check. It was a bunch of checks for 28 students to further their education after high school. And this is through your work as a director for the CQMD Foundation, right? And you guys gave $115,000 a year in scholarships. Is that correct? We did. It was our largest award to date. So it was um, in honor of our 15th anniversary of our scholarship program. We thought, what better way than to award $115,000? So we opened our program to any who was a CQ member looking to further their educational needs. And through our scholarship program, we did award 28 students across the state. We had three grand prize winners and then 25 additional winners. What's the grand prize? Do you get like a Porsche? Yes. (laughs) Um, That is probably a wish of some of the students, but it's actually a $5,000 prize to our grand prize. And then everyone else receives 4,000. Wow. 4,000 bucks. That goes a long way in school. It does. We realize that with that amount, it can really help make a dent in some of the costs that they're incurring. So the checks are actually made out to their schools to go directly towards their tuition costs, but then it allows them to focus on what's most important. So their studies and where they're going to live during their schooling and what they need to do to excel in their majors versus having to worry about the next check being cut towards their tuition. That really is. And 4,100 bucks since my kids just got out of college. I mean, that's, that's almost the price of a book in one class. (laughs) <laughs> any more the way the colleges go. But but no, I mean, honestly, 4,100 bucks, I bet you that would probably cover all of your books and then some throughout a four-year period. So that is fantastic. That is such a sizable, significant gift to any student that's looking to further their, their education. 
Now, does this go to just students that are going into four-year schools after high school, or is this available for graduate school, or what's what are the requirements of it? Obviously, you said you had to be a member of CQ, which... And if you can refresh my memory on this, being a member basically just means that you have to have a relationship. You just have to be banking with CQ. Correct. In order to be a member of CQ Credit Union, you have to have a savings account with us. And by having a savings account and putting $10 into that account, you are a member of our credit union. You have a say in what we do and you are able to take advantage of all of our products and services and our programming, um, such as this scholarship program. And then to answer your prior question, we have this scholarship program open to any member of CQ. And then what's really unique is that it doesn't matter if they go to a two or four year college, university, trade school, or technical school, and whether it's undergrad or postgrad work, anyone and everyone seeking that higher education is able to apply for this. That's fantastic. So if, if I'm out of high school and I am looking to get into auto mechanics, I've got this lifelong dream to open up my own auto mechanic shop. And there is a, a program out there that can teach me auto mechanics. I mean, I can, I can apply for this scholarship and, and apply it to that. Absolutely. Wow. So this is really all encompassing for anyone. So, okay. Any of your high school kids or high school kid parents, listen up on this one. Where do you find out information on this? I mean, where does it, I mean, obviously I'm assuming, no, I, that would be a dumb assumption on my part that it would come as a leaflet in your monthly statement because we probably don't have leaflets or monthly statements anymore for banks. <laughs> we do do a lot of marketing for it, but the easiest place to go and learn more is our foundation website, which is cqmdfoundation.org. And then all of our financial centers are well-versed speaking to the ability to apply for the program and, and giving more direction should be needed. But it is through our CQMD foundation. Fantastic. Well, what, now you we talk, keep talking about this foundation. Why Most banks don't have a foundation that I'm aware of. Why is there a need for a foundation with CQ? You know, we took a look at all of our community engagement initiatives that we were doing in the community. And we really honed in on the fact that we are committed to strengthening and enriching the lives of our neighbors and the communities across the state where we have a presence. And in order to deepen that impact and empower, support, and serve more people, we felt it was important to form the foundation. So about three and a half years ago, we got together and we took a look at all of our giving and whether it came through charitable giving or corporate giving. And we were able to assess that there was a need for the foundation and that we could provide more grants and donations and scholarships and financial education through the foundation. And if we were able to garner more donations from our members who were asking how do they help do more because they love to see what we're doing in the communities and our employees are big givers of this because one of the reasons they work at CQ is because of what we do in the community. So at the end of the day, we were able to form the foundation, which has helped us grow our charitable and corporate giving exponentially. Well, I know that you've given $700,000 in 15 years of the scholarships. And that's went to 250 students, I think I read. And you mentioned as far as members donating and stuff like that. So this is where the funding comes from, the members donating. And what is that like? Hey, just round up my uh, deposit type thing and sweep it into the, the CQ Foundation Fund? Well, we have different initiatives throughout the year to help with fundraising. Because I think part of the um, story here is engaging our members and engaging Marylanders to learn more about what we're doing. So they do want to support it. So we've had 
bingo nights virtually over the past year and a half where um, our friends, family, and, and people from the community come and they just enjoy a fun night together where you can win prizes and your donation goes to the foundation. We have our giving campaign every fall where we do some raffle items and also speak to you when you're in our financial centers if you'd like to make a donation or to your point, round up your business transaction for the day has been something that we've done in the past. Um, And then we do have some larger opportunities such as our foundation golf tournament, which happens in this coming September and just ongoing support throughout the year. Fantastic. I had no idea that banks got into that anymore um, or not anymore, but at all. I mean, it seems like it's come a long way from open up an account and we'll give you a toaster or, a, you know, some whatever kind of gifts that they used to give. I mean, I guess you obviously had to change with the times as well. I also understand that you've got, there's a nonprofit grant program. Yes. And so um, is that new or is that a something that's been ongoing? Our foundation has done grants over the years. So we've had partnerships with the University of Maryland Health System, in particular with the PICU and the NICU. Um, we've done grants to- Of course you Kennedy do, because Krieger. it rhymes. <laughs> PICU, yes, NICU, right. CQ, come on. <laughs> but um, Special Olympics and Kennedy Krieger are some of our strongest partners as well. And we've, we've done one-off grants to them through some different programming, but- What we saw over the past year and a half throughout the pandemic is that there was a need for the nonprofits to continue serving their missions and their purpose in the community. So we came together as a board and decided to launch our first official grant program earlier this year. Our applications closed in early July, and we are thrilled that we had nearly 230 applications submitted. So it's just been inspiring to learn how each organization is impacting the community that they're in and for us to be able to focus on $70,000 that we will be awarding within the next month or two to seven local nonprofits. So at the end of the day, we're going to give seven Maryland nonprofits $10,000 grants from the CQMD Foundation. How big are these nonprofits? They are all across the board. So the only um, stipulation for applying for a grant was that you are located in Maryland and and able to provide proof of that. So if you are serving Marylanders and you have a specific program that needs to be funded, we ask to hear about it. And like I said, we're at the point of evaluating them and seeing how broad their reach is across the state. And we have ones that are really local in a community and ones that impact every county. And I imagine for some of the smaller ones, so again, just like the scholarships of, you know, $4,000 or $5,000, that $10,000 is is huge. We are extremely hopeful that through the financial needs that they're demonstrating and, and how they're measuring their outcomes, that we'll be able to award the funds. Our CQ employees will be able to volunteer with them. And like you said, we do think that this amount can make a huge difference. I would think so. What's in the future for CQ Foundation? I mean, you're at $700,000 on scholarships. So I would imagine in the next couple of years, that's that's going to go over a million bucks. I mean, if you're you're doing 115, we'll say $100,000 a year. I mean, that's, uh, you know, within three years, that's going to be over a million bucks, if not, or if not sooner. Yes, I think that is definitely on her horizon, that $1 million mark. And all of these 
events and fundraising that we do throughout the year helps us decide and be able to award more and more each year. Like I said, $115,000 is the most we've ever given. So we'd love to see that continue to grow and for even more members to be awarded. I also think that you'll see us doing more of these grants, just knowing that the need is out there, growing our grant program is on our list, and just truly creating some programs in the community to help these needs. So we focus on education, health, and community development. So you'll see the foundation really focusing on those three impact focus areas in everything we do and award through the foundation. Just out of curiosity, I mean, it's as we come out of knock on wood COVID uh, after the last you know 16, 18 months of this, did you see an increase or more giving through your foundation during COVID than in years past? Yes. So um, that's one of the reasons that our foundation has taken off over the past year. We saw that during COVID-19, you know, in March and April of last year, that Marylanders needed assistance, our members needed assistance, nonprofits, school systems, you name it, um, there was a need. So we put an ask out to our members to donate and we had a lot of matching from CQ along the way. And we awarded over $315,000 in grants through the summer months last year. And, And what that looked like was donations to 20 nonprofits in the community, donations to five education school systems in communities where we have a presence. 1,600 members received relief fund COVID grants. And then we did a lot with Giving Tuesday as well. So we asked our members, they stepped up to the plate and they really wanted to find how they could help. So it was really inspiring to see and we're kind of carrying that with us as we as we build our future. You know what I've seen through COVID is that it's obviously been a hugely devastating pandemic and it's really created havoc among so many people and businesses and everything else. However, it really has helped some other businesses really grow and thrive. But folks that weren't that affected really seem to step up to the plate, whether I mean, you know, you've got the people that have, you know, never volunteered a day in their life. And I'm not dissing anybody because they've never volunteered. I mean, we all have busy lives and everything else. But during this, they were like, yeah, no, I want to volunteer and I, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I want to contribute financially. I want to go to the giant and I want to buy $300 worth of groceries and bring it to the food bank. Uh, Uh And and you had all sorts of great stories like that. And that's, what's really heartening to hear is that, you know, you put out the call and those that could stepped up to the plate and took a swing. They absolutely did. You know, we say a lot in our story that your neighborhood is our neighborhood. And that's the true feeling that we have um, when we look at our members and and our CQ team really wanting to make that difference. Right, right. Hey, just before, as we start to wrap up again, and and I would like to get in touch with um, somebody who has maybe received one of the scholarships. Is that going to be possible? Absolutely. We had three winners from Anne Arundel County. So I know that they'd be eager to share what it means to them to um, receive a scholarship from CQ and, and how it impacts their futures. Hey, I want to switch switch tracks a little bit and talk about banking because you did say you had two titles. You're with the bank and then you're also with the foundation. But what does the future of banking look like to you? It's really changed now. I mean, I know so many branches Uh, or financial centers, not necessarily yours, but are closing and they're, you know, everything is going digital. I mean, I can, 
you know, I, I go crazy with my Apple Watch and Apple Pay and stuff like that, just out of, just from a, a general thing, not a CQ thing, but a general thing. What do, you, what do you see banking moving in the next 10 years or can't you even envision it? I think digital is the key word. You just said it and self-servicing. So I don't see financial centers necessarily going away. I just see a lot more of being able to self-service yourself while there. We always talk about having you know, our world in our hand, and that is our cell phone. So being able to access your accounts and conduct any business you need digitally through your cell phone and your watch is what everyone's doing these days. And I see that just growing even more and more in the coming years. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I know my girlfriend is, you know, was very hesitant on the Apple Watch and even the Apple Pay. And I love technology and some kind of new, new gadget. I'm all in. And she loves it now. Now that she took the, she's like, wait a minute, I can just go to like the giant and like wave my wrist. And I said, yeah, you can do it in the Metro in DC. You can do it. And we went up to New York and it was just like, just wave my wrist in front of the thing and waltz onto the subway. And it's not a problem. One of the clever things we've done, John, is a virtual financial center actually too. So, you know, you're saying you're walking down the street and doing your banking. If you do need a person, you can just reach out to CQ and we can pop up on your FaceTime or your phone and help you. Even if you can't, be at one of our centers conducting your business. So like is, I said, it's just going to keep growing like that. Is that a, uh, what do they call it? An avatar talking to you? You know, we do have an avatar and ironically, her name is CQ Sarah. Um, of course. But we also have our virtual financial center staff. So they are ready to assist you from the comfort of your home with um, extended hours beyond what our typical branch hours are, um, our financial center hours. And we're seeing a really big increase in the amount of appointments being made that way versus having to drive somewhere to do your business. You know, it's so, so convenient. It really is. And, and I mean, obviously banks are talking to one another. I mean, I remember way back when my father was in the banking industry forever. And it was, you know, you, if you had a check, you had to deposit into your bank. You could, there was no way you could, you know, the ATMs didn't exist. You couldn't figure out how to deposit a check someplace else. And uh, it's just gone by leaps and bounds. I know my father said that we'd be living in a cashless society at some point. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he didn't live long enough to see it, but I think we're, I think we're pretty darn close. Yes, I think we're on our way. <laughs> well, I, I know. Where, where was I? I went somebody's somebody this weekend. And, uh, you know, we go over the Bay Bridge and Easy Pass grabs it and sucks it out of my bank account there. And, you know, you can pay by credit card. And, and I don't think I, I, I think I went over for a full day over on the Eastern Shore with maybe a quarter in my ashtray. And that was about it. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing that where we've come over the years. And I think it's just absolutely wonderful that you've got a, it's a necessary service, but it, it never was very exciting. And it's, it's changing. I mean, you know, why would anybody want to bank with CQ? Well, you know what? They're giving away $115,000 a year to students here in Maryland to finish their education. Wow. Why, why not? We're helping local nonprofits, the local, you know, the food bank or whatever it may be in our local community do better for our own community. And that's something that is a great way to see a great change that we're seeing in the banking industry and certainly with CQ, I think. Thank you for your kind words. I mean, when you look at the heart of our mission, it's being there for our members, it's impacting our state, it's supporting, empowering and serving and, and really um, providing financial wellness. So that's at the core of everything we're doing, whether it's our products and services or our community outreach, it all ties together at the end of the day. Right. Well, more information on all the philanthropic 
products that they might offer or opportunities, you wanted to go to cqmdfoundation.org and that's S-E-C-U-M-D, like Maryland. And where do we go for banking information? Can we, can we, I'm, I'm assuming that we can open up accounts right online and everything else like that. And Absolutely can. Um, and our website for CQ is CQMD. Sarah Ryan, the Assistant Vice President of Community Outreach for CQ and the Director of the CQMD Foundation. Thank you so much for your time. Thank CQ for everything you're doing for the community. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure on behalf of the 28 kids that got about four grand going to college or further their post-secondary education, they thank you as well. Thanks so much for having me today. And we look forward to future conversations with you as we continue to grow. We are talking with Anina, who is one of the recipients of the CQ scholarships this year. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm very grateful. Well, that that was one of my first questions there. I mean, this is this is huge. <laughs> I mean, I look at, you know, CQ has given out $115,000 in scholarships this year, which an average of $4,100 per student, which is super significant when you're looking at paying for you know, any kind of college, and this is good for a college or trade or graduate work or, you know, pretty much any kind of higher education outside of high school. So it's really got to be a big boost for you, right? Oh, completely. I am so indebted to Siku. And I think that they are leaders in the Maryland community, not just in banking, but also showing that they care about community. And they do that through the scholarship. And I'm so grateful I could not have gone back to school if it wasn't for this scholarship. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to school because of Siku. You said you are going back to school. So where where are you going and, and what are you going to be studying? So I'm going to Goucher College. It's up in Towson, Maryland. And I'm going to study environmental leadership and education. Now, that's a that's a. Um a graduate program or a, a, a it's a certificate program. Mm -hmm. Does that start in the fall for you? That does start in the fall for me. Yes. Okay. Now you said before we started recording, you said that you had taken a break and this is really kind of cool because scholarships are really about expanding your education. It's beyond high school, but it does, it's not really pigeonholed into, okay, you must be going into a four-year school you must be going into a community college or, you know, and everything else. So this is wonderful that you can take this and, and essentially I want to say professional development, but I mean, it's, it's a certificate course at a college level in mm -hmm. environmental education. Where are you looking to get into with environmental education? Where are you looking to go once we're out of here? So I worked in the national park systems before, and I worked out in Sequoia National Parks and Kings Canyon National Parks and some national forests along the way. And as I was working out there, I was so blessed to be able to experience the educational programs that they have in the national park systems, specifically geared to different marginalized populations. So there is one group that I worked with that specifically works with people who have timed out of the foster care system and brings them out into the national parks and forests and brings them into educational programs. And they're living out in the forest. It's, it's such a beautiful program. And after pretty intense accident that prevented me from working in the national park systems in my old, very physical capacity, I decided to go back to school so that I can become an educator in one of these outdoor programs. 
That's wild. Okay. So, so you would be going, actually be going back into the parks to educate these kids that are able to do this. Yeah. Some of these programs, the youth and the educators live in the national parks for anywhere from four to six months. So there's some longevity to them. (laughs) That's cool. Well, how did you find out about the scholarship anyway? So I, um, I bank with Siku and I received an email. I actually had an account, my only bank account with a large banking institution. And I hated how they used funds to support endeavors or organizations or projects that I didn't believe in. For example, the bank I was using at the time supported. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. You can you can name names. Is that Bank of America or Wells Fargo? One of the- <laughs> I, I, I was I was I was banking with Wells Fargo. Yeah. And they they were supporting a lot of the oil pipeline infrastructure that was going through Native American lands. Sure. And I just, you know, I had shrugged off a lot of their endeavors in the past. And this was kind of the last straw. And I was looking around for a new bank. And I I remember I went online and asked a lot of my friends, oh, what bank should I go with? And it was just a a long pages and pages of people saying, oh, you have to go to Siku. And so I signed up and I haven't looked back. And they do things instead of uh, funding massive pipelines that affect communities. They do things like this scholarship program that helps to build community and I'm so happy I have a bank that I can believe in and trust and <laughs> that helps me go to school and, and sends me emails about opportunities. It's like night and day. <laughs> Secu is, is a large bank. I mean, it's not a, a small two branch type of a thing. I mean, it is statewide and it's, uh, mm-hmm. but, it, but it is a small bank in the terms of small banks. They, they do know who you are and they're able to, um, you know, figure it out for you. Mm-hmm. How long is the certificate program last up there? It's a year and a half. So then when you're done that, then then what's next for you? Is that an application into the park system, National Park Service? That is. I'm not quite sure what park I want to go to yet. I've worked quite a bit in California. The wildfires kind of drove me out. <laughs> I right. don't know if I'll be going back. Maryland has an amazing national park system that I love up near Thurmont. Catoctin National Park right, right. that I just adore. So I don't know. I might find myself there. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. This award, this scholarship is probably huge for you to be able to do this. I mean, this is almost a, I don't want to say a free ride, but it's almost a gift. I, I mean, it's just, it is a gift, but I mean, it's, it, it does so much for you, right? Well, the scholarship award that I received was $4,000. This scholarship allows you to sign up for classes without worrying about the interest rates of the loans that you're taking out and how many years that's going to be a burden hanging over your shoulder. You can sign up for classes with the joy and excitement untainted by debt. (laughs) The joy and excitement of signing up for a class and learning and growing. It's very exciting. It is huge. When you hear the stories of these kids and, you know, the young adults that are graduating into the workforce, with hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans. And, you know, I sit there and I wonder like, oh my gosh, how does somebody deal with just paying maybe five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month just in school loans on top of a car payment, on top of a rent or a mortgage or eating. And so mm-hmm. that's that's where they are, you know, the scholarships. What advice do you have to somebody that's sneaking out, sniffing out how to pay for whether it be college or whether it be for, you know, a trade school or a certificate program. Do you have any advice for anybody now that you've 
been out into the real world for a little bit and you've come back and um yeah so i first wanted to to thank siku um for offering this scholarship during the pandemic i'm so grateful for siku offering the scholarship during the pandemic when everyone is being hit so hard economically and mentally by this virus it, it's such a gift um this scholarship to so many people and as for advice that i'd give to others I think that the biggest step is to first dream of what you want to do and and what you want to learn. I think it's easy to become complacent because the debts of going to school, of going to college are so huge that people shy away from even looking at a bachelor's degree or a certificate course or anything like this because they can make it by without it. But I would encourage everyone out there to to delve deep into their dreams and to not deny those dreams. And and once a dream has caught a hold of you, it's hard to let it go. And so I think after that, filling out the scholarship forms and writing the essays and, and applying for loans, all of that will, be, will, will come very easily after you've become encaptured in a dream. Fantastic. Well, congratulations to you on the scholarship. Congratulations on the certificate program at Goucher and also to your future. This sounds sounds so exciting. I mean, it sounds like it's giving you such a leg up into something, obviously, that you're passionate about. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, you bailed out of your old bank because of what they stood for, uh, which pretty much went diametrically opposed to what you're getting into. So I think that's yeah. that, that's pretty, pretty incredible. <laughs> Yo, Anina, thank you very much for taking your time this morning to chat with us and congratulations. I wish you all the success. Yeah, again, I am so grateful. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday. 